0: Okay, so I was watching the Dodgers lose with Xavy tonight. They lost 10, 10-8. Good battle. School, baseball's fun again. Lots of pitches, lots of home runs. But they all get their own walk-up song, man. And I got super jealous, having never played baseball. I know you did for a little bit, but I don't think Heights American was giving you walk-up music. <laughs> right? But what if there was walk-up music for after every tackle long-haired demon Kane own made? What would it be? <laughs>
1: That's actually a great question, and it's funny because on my text thread with my guys, um, it's our text thread is entitled Idiots because that's our friends' group, how we describe ourselves, which I don't know how to take that. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. Other times I'm like, why Why are we just completely um, downgrading ourselves so much? But this came up. Our, our good friend Crack the egg, Brandon Eggert, was the one that kind of threw it out there. And so I had some time to kind of think about it to a certain extent. But to be honest, I couldn't come up with a great answer. The only thing that I could come up with was um, gosh, there's a song, and now I can't even think of it. But the first part of the song, it literally, you can hear it almost like it's saying, Kane is in the building.
0: Oh, no, I yeah, I know it's Do You know you, what yes. song I'm talking about? I think it's a T Pain one. Pain is yes. Yes. But that would be perfect
1: for you. And it, it it every time that song comes on, it's like you can't help but light up like all right, here we go.
0: I think and, I think that would revolutionize football. Every time Tyreek Hill makes a catch, every time a certain guy does something, they get their basically WWE music too. That's Cold's music.
1: basketball for free
0: throws. Oh, when I <laughs> but was if you were on the road kid, and they played bricks and crashing glass when you went to the line, that'd be awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, there's got to be some places that do some of that, that stuff, yeah. right? From a, I, I know, like there was, uh yeah, MSU used to play some kind of um like video game effects that were similar to that, as far as bricks and things of that nature on the free throw line. There's a but a lot to your point, do football does not have that. Um, It's not as personal, right? Right. Because it's 11 guys out there, so it would be impossible to do that. But I think it would be pretty cool nonetheless if something popped up on the big, huge screens that every stadium has nowadays um, highlighting certain aspects of of that individual.
0: There's a a graphic task now on the Blue Turf graphic task. It's, 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 It's just us, baby. across podcast kip and kane we're here we've been uh may's a crazy month for football coaches and recruiting so yes. kane is now back
1: back in the homestead yes. how are you sir i'm doing great man i'm i'm in an office now in the, in the new house got my own little setup so i can't complain one bit are you going to be little...
0: on any planes this week this week yeah it's actually <laughs> uh funny you mentioned that it does
1: not <laughs> stop it does not stop i will be on a plane once again once recruiting as far as getting off the road is concerned no longer being able to go out and do the actual contact evaluations get out and and see student athletes out and about um but it is camp season so june is Uh, camp season for us so it goes right from spring evaluations to summer camp evaluations essentially yeah and so we will be going and and hitting some planes and going uh, going, some different places. Does so, somebody
0: – I don't want to get you in trouble, but is there a mechanism at Division I where all these coaches, airline miles, go somewhere? Do they go to the department? Do they go towards the individual coaches? And I'm talking universally, not just K&I Boise State. Do you know yeah, the yeah.
1: answer to that? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and I think it all depends on each in institution, each gotcha. university, how they want to handle it. And certain places you're going to have a a purchasing card, essentially that you're buying or purchasing all these different flights that you're taking uh, directly via the athletic department's recruiting budget coming out from that card. Right. Yeah. Um, So in that case that none of that's going to be able or, or
0: like going to convert to cane miles.
1: Correct. Correct. But other places you can, you basically are, Purchasing on your own and being reimbursed. Uh, so then you could get it. So then you could. And then sense. so it all it all depends on on each individual or, or each institution individually how they yeah. want to handle it.
0: Gotcha. So I know
1: this though. I, I I'm a Marriott Bonvoy member. Are you? I'm a elite gold elite Marriott Bonvoy member. Do you get two muffins at Continental breakfast? So what I it get uh, I get complimentary water bottles when I when I walk in. They're, Sir, would you like some water via your gold membership? And I'm like, yeah, that would be awesome. Because in most cases, when you're in a hotel, you don't get water bottles, right? No, you, so you don't. Yes, that's water a great. That's a perk. And, I, or, and or you're drinking out of the faucet, right? You don't trust it. I don't trust no, it. I'm no, I'm not a faucet drinker anymore. No. I used to be as a kid. I didn't mind one bit drinking out of the faucet. Nowadays, I'm strictly from whatever bottled yeah. water arena. That, there better and, be
0: some Aquafina, some Dasani, somewhere. Oh.
1: I, I spend an ungodly amount of money <laughs> on water bottles, bottled water throughout yes. my travels, but my hotel sets me up every time. So I like that. I got that going for me, you know. That's a positive. That's, that's, that's a perk, and, and every time I walk into a Marriott Bonvoy into my room, the TV's got my name and welcome back, and it just, it just makes you feel really good, right? You it know, just what? makes you feel special. It. It makes yeah.
0: me jealous right now. It makes me yeah. jealous right now. I got to catch up in the Marriott.
1: Yeah, area. I get the enhanced Wi-Fi internet, not just the regular. So you can like stream it. on it or upload. Yeah, I like super streaming. Like I'm super streaming in my hotel room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, this is not on this. This is not on the uh, the the manuscript of the episode. But are you terrified, or are you guys first level citizenry that has your own Netflix, or do you bum the password off family? which <laughs> is cracking down. This is the month of crackdowns and the IOMs in well, Oregon are terrified oh, because we have other people's passwords.
1: No. So we are our own passwords, um, but we have dished our passwords out. Like we share People something with, with other family members. So, yeah, I guess the the warning is out to all those that are utilizing our password out yep, there.
0: Netflix is coming for us. Netflix all, they is cracking down. They don't make enough billions, billions. I'm sure
1: out. Netflix is probably they're going to red flag my account at some point because of all the different hotels and places yeah. that I've all your logged super streaming. into my super streaming <laughs> in these different hotels, and I get an email every time saying such and such. Um, TV was was logged in under your account, blah blah blah. Yep. So, Is
0: this you? Yes, it's yeah, me. Yeah,
1: exactly. Golly. Exactly.
0: Hey, so let's uh, let's jump in here, and I want to give you a chance. Over the last, uh, since our last joint, when I know you got in with David and I, listen up at the end. But since our last full pod together, we've had we rolled out our. Repeat, reassure, redirect segment, which I know both of us are really excited about. Direct tie-in to our dad, Cassione Foundation, raising money to fight Alzheimer's, fight all forms of dementia, help caretaker support systems. Uh, and so we had the Montana chapter of the Alzheimer's Association on, wonderful ladies, overworked, Five- overworked. the whole damn state. Uh, we had Dr. Jomi, uh, Dr. Gomi He was amazing frontier psychiatry. And then last week we had race for the minds, Lacey Abel, uh, who raises money for the National Council of Dementia Minds. So your first man, I know you were, you were on the road, so you had to listen instead of partake in um, mm-hmm. takeaways, which ones hit you? Why'd they hit you? What, what are your first, what were your impressions?
1: Well, first off, I, I it, I was very disappointed that my schedule didn't allow me to get on and interact with with all of these wonderful people that are in this thing with us, right? And, and um, you know, I, uh, from all of it, the biggest takeaway that there's well, there's a lot. And I'll, I'll kind of go through each bullet yeah. point that, that I wrote down. And um, it was awesome, though, to be able to listen. And, and uh, that's did a great job as far as leading the discussion and, and answering or asking the questions that, in my mind, I wanted to get mm. answered. And would have I
0: was like really nervous for those, right? Like oh, I was yeah. when you weren't gonna be on because you know it's, it's I don't think it's imposter syndrome because I don't think I should know anything, right? Mm-hmm. All we know is we're experiencing the pain as relatives, Correct. but I didn't want to I don't know, I didn't want to say something wrong or ask a dumb question. <laughs> right like a, like are you serious you don't know this but all three of the groups of guests we had were really gracious and like no 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 that's a normal you're welcome to the scene question totally let me know yeah. for you but yeah, yeah. i'm super nervous about that i'd rather interview eric spolstra than interview the experts that are doing this work because i just felt well, uh unintel- un- well it's, I didn't feel it's, it's not a, it's not in your lane point. it's not in any of our yes. lanes,
1: right this is way right. out of our lane all this stuff is right. way out of our lane and, and completely out of our comfort zone, and so no. To your point, I think you, you did a really good job of, of just trying to navigate and, and to um, help get get information as much as you possibly could without coming off like, oh my gosh, this guy is an absolute idiot. And, and I think I would have, I don't know what I would have done in, in that same seat or same scenario. I'm glad you're the one that uh, ended up doing those solo interviews because. I may have done a lot of interviews in my job or over the course of my time, but I've never really uh, been the one on the other side asking a lot of the questions, right? And um, but I thought you did a good job of kind of leading that discussion. But I'll tell you this, man: it's the this thing is terrible at the end of the day, right? This this disease is terrible, and it is, and I think you the way you describe it as far as robbing people and, and taking away from people, uh, not only obviously the, the, vic- the, and I, the victim is not the right word, but those yeah, that are patient, suffering maybe. from no, it. That's the, a
0: great, but that's like, thank you for yeah, saying like,
1: right. We want to get
0: the terminology correct. Right? Exactly. Yeah, the, like that's,
1: the that's patient, a ter- I, I don't person, like, yeah. I don't even like saying that, but the, right. the person that has been inflicted by this terrible disease, yeah. they're obviously going through it, but everyone else around them, uh, is, man, it's hard. And you can gather that from everyone that was telling their story. And that's what I loved about the interviews is, is just the stories that you get from, from all these different people that are coming from all different uh, facets of life and, and are different points in their life and are at different points as far as how they've taken this this disease on and what they're doing. But at the end of the day, some things that came away from it is at the end, hey, there is hope and there are potential positive outcomes that can arise from this if you go about it the right way, right? If you attack yeah. it in the right way. Um, you know, I
0: thought, didn't you see that through line? All of them talked about early de- early yes. detection, which, yep, say, which was, is similar to what we've learned o- about cancer over the years. Yes. The sooner yes. we could fit. I didn't know there was even tests, man. I didn't know there was no early and,
1: screening. And I think that's one thing that was frustrating for me as, a, as you listen is that there is so little, information out there on these things it's just a a a really um there's a stigma about this Mm -hmm. there's a you just don't know as much about this disease and i don't think people are really willing to talk about it as much as they are about other things too right right and look um, at us
0: we didn't disclose pops thing
1: for a year no and i think part part of it is the early detection piece is i think there's a lot of pride and there's a lot of individuals that don't want to put themselves in that position i know i for one am not one to jump on yeah heck yeah let's go to the doctor right let's go right. take <laughs> yeah that's test. my favorite just, thing uh, to do is go to the yeah, doctor I'd find lie. out bad things <laughs> <laughs> Let me go take a test to figure out all the wrong things about or all the things that are wrong with me right now right and i think that's what makes early detection really hard and then even if you do um show signs or if there are even if there are not any signs just regardless, just being able to even put that out there to the world is hard, right? Yeah. And asking for help is hard. And, um, but no, some things you hit the early detection, uh, and then the caretaker care, caring and support, right. Being able to find ways to help everyone that is helping that individual and give those people, the caretakers, the primary caretakers as much support and, uh, resources mm-hmm. that they can utilize uh, to help them obviously when we talk about it, we're talking about our mom but yeah. um and i know there was um the last one that was talking race for ma- race for the minds that was talking about hey yes there that they, you need to do that but also don't forget the hey the yes, person that has this, brought that up yeah yes. no i thought
0: that was a great because I think we had a good cross section in this first round and, and everyone, yeah. we have some more asks out for some more folks that, you know, as we get into this, it's similar to coaching and all these other industries that listeners are in. Like once you know one person, then they connect you to another person and you just keep going on the network. Correct, But she did, and I it, thought she did a great job. I think it was the app she talked about that was being yeah. developed for her mom mm-hmm. about, hey, let me, all my devices will speak to me on reminders. But that was reminding of like, hey, don't, like you mentioned, don't forget me, the person affected, yes. yes. right? And we do absolutely, the caregivers, I think for a long time, probably it was the inverse where the Correct. caregivers were ignored. Now we have a lot of support systems, but are we forgetting that we need to treat, help and manage over here? So that, yeah, that's a great point.
1: Yeah. And just being able to, to me, the thing that I wrote down, I was, was just acceptance and acknowledgement is power, right? Mm, the acceptance yes. of just what is happening, acknowledging what is happening. So therefore you can now start taking steps towards helping everyone involved. And Because if you don't ever accept it and you just don't acknowledge it, you don't go to get the test, you don't, it, eventually this thing is going to, it's, it's going to run its course, right? whether you want it to or not. But if you can accept it, acknowledge it, and then find all these resources and utilize, and, and as so many of these people were saying, it, it's out there. You just got to find it. Yeah. The help yeah. is out there, the resources, the support is out there if you just are willing to go look for it and find it. Um, although it, it is disappointing to hear that, that there's only six people within the organization around the state of Montana. And we're talking about one of the biggest land mass areas, just square mileage period in in all of the country. Right. We have six people that are, that are, that, that was frustrating, obviously. Right.
0: Right. And that I was, uh, I was really happy. Claire was on that from that group because it didn't even occur to me that an organization like that, and that's my own ignorance would need a lobbying arm. Right. Need a law, an arm at the legislature, at the state level, the federal level, to do exactly what they did such a good job uh, illuminating was there are drugs that insurance won't pay for because of laws on the books that we got to get changed. And it's Claire and her team, you know, and all the team and Claire specifically, I'm here yelling, right? I am literally here yelling at people to get this stuff moved. So I I was really happy that that I didn't even anticipate that that arm of the Alzheimer's association.
1: Yes. Yes. At the end of the day, man, what, what my biggest thing that I, I wrote down, underlined, it bolded, and is not just for, for this scenario, but just life in general, man, action versus reaction. And yeah. having the ability to actually, yes, you're going to have a, a natural reaction to whether it's your own diagnosis, whether it's someone that you're close to or whatever, that initial diagnosis, but then it is, okay, what's the action? What's the action steps that we can take? to help ourselves through this and to help that individual in particular um, go about life in a way that is still going to be, yeah, it won't necessarily be the same, but nothing is. There's always mm-hmm. change. But yeah. how we react and how we take action, there's a huge difference in that yeah. regard. And I think that's where you're going to get different results uh, if you take the action in the way in which I think we're, we're trying to do. Right. Right.
0: Did you have you gotten any feedback? I I've gotten a lot of folks saying I really enjoyed that episode. Thanks for the share. What I've been able and been really fortunate because of what we did with the interviews is folks that have reached out to us. Like, hey, I'm going to do your dad's tournament because my dad's going through it. I'm going to do your dad's tournament because my brother in law is afflicted. Then I was able to say, hey, man, I'm really sorry to hear that thank you for joining our cause. Let me send you these three people that we just had on the pod. I don't know if the pod itself is the answer you're looking for, but a lot of folks similar to where we were in, ooh, we know the diagnosis. We are all exceptionally sad. What the hell do we do now?
1: Yep. What are uh, it's the been nice, right? It's been be nice
0: ahead. to have that like, Hey, go to our website, go to joining the fight, scroll down, click on something. There's so we're putting experts up and we'll continue to do that uh um you know obviously that's that's our window into donations window into the golf tournament but i think what we've i've been excited to build on there for us is here's all the people we're talking to and connecting with not that we're going to be able to give every single person money but we're going to be able to platform them right and i think mm-hmm. that's one of the things that we're, we're finding out like you mentioned these people are out there maybe we can elevate them give them a megaphone for 30 minutes for yep. people oh hell i should be working with him.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%, man. And, and I think you you start to realize that there are so many people out there that are, that are facing certain battles, um, and it's not necessarily all the same battles. Everyone's different. And everyone's got things that um, they need help and resources. And and uh, to your point, if you have a platform or if you have the ability to reach out and help, take action. Yep. Do something about it. Don't just react to something that you see in to this external stimuli and, and then just go about your business and go react to another stimuli over right. here or another what over here, at what point do we actually just sit down and start to prioritize what are my actions, what's my plan, how do I work my plan, and actually start to do something about whatever it is that is affecting you a certain way.
0: Right. Let's take our first break. Cast I foundation.org. That is the hub of one of the cost-to-stream podcast major benefactor benefactors is the word we're looking for. Cast I foundation.org You can find information on how to give directly to the foundation, whose goals is to raise money to fight Alzheimer's and dementia and support caregivers. Find ways to sign up for our first annual major fundraising drive, the CastIone Foundation Invitational, and gain resources and advocacy information like we we're just talking about in this particular episode on our Joining the Fight page, CassionFoundation.org. All right, man. So here, I want your take on this. And it's a fun exercise. Mm-hmm. And I think you can do it, um, you know, with your current group of players in your room. You can do it with your coaching staff. It was, and it's not Kip's idea. I heard this, everybody. I heard Ashanti Branch, and if you go to Google and and look up Ashanti Branch, uh, Mm -hmm. teacher, educator out of the Oakland area, I heard him on the We Are Man Enough podcast, and he has his own podcast called Taking Off the Mask. So Ashanti Branch, Taking Off the Mask. I heard him on the We Are Man Enough podcast, which is a huge national podcast that really dives into a lot of the issues that I tackle with teams of men of men becoming vulnerable, sharing authentically with each other and building a different brand of manhood, one that's rooted in actual relationships, emotional range, emotional fluency. Anyway, on this particular podcast, he was sharing his work where he's really trying to help youth around the country, it started in Oakland in his high school, but he has a formula where he literally has kids draw a mask of themselves. Like you could draw, hey, I picture myself as this And on the front, you put, what are the three things you let people see with your mask? So let's say you let people see funny, loud, athletic. That's what you let people see. On the back, he has them write down three things that they don't let others see. Maybe that's fearful. Maybe that's doubts. You know, whatever that may be Mm -hmm. that you don't want to project for whatever reason. When you do the exercise, you find out it's a lot of those restrictive man box things. However... He was telling the story, and the hosts they asked him, "Well, you know, Ashanti, what's he, what's what's behind your mask?" And he said, "Man, you wouldn't believe how much doubt I have about myself." Even though he's nationally known now, he has a nonprofit organization, a team of twenty people. He was like, "How much doubt I have that I should be the one people are listening to because I'm not a finished product." And I thought the host did, and this is where I'm interested for with you, Kane, in our our little exercise here. The host one of the podcast, the Man Enough podcast, Liz Plank, she said, well, Ashanti, you're a mentor. I mean, you've been mentoring how many hundreds and thousands of kids over your career. How would you mentor you if you were a 17-year-old kid that told the mentor Ashanti that, hey, I have a lot of self-doubt. I have a lot of imposter syndrome. I don't feel as confident as people think I do. And it got me thinking you know, about myself at 22 years as a coach, you 15, 20 years as a coach. How do we coach ourselves, And have we done that exercise? So for you, man, give me a trait of yours that you know is not helpful in your path towards being the best husband, father, coach you want to be. And then I'll share mine as well. Then we got to try to coach ourselves because I thought that was amazing, right? Like, because we and I have spent our entire adult lives trying to coach people out of things That I bet we're living through and don't really give ourselves that grace to (laughs) live through it, right? But go ahead.
1: Uh, So for me, it's it's definitely the – I hate disappointing people. Oh. Absolutely hate disappointing people. And it leads to procrastination. Mm. It leads to a feeling of being overwhelmed. Yeah, because I, I just I'm not going to I'm not going to say no, I'm not going di- to I don't want to disappoint. I Yeah. And then all of a sudden I've stacked up all these different things on my plate and I won't I can't get to them all. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, my lack of ability to just uh, not just say no and or making someone else feel disappointed in turn, then I'm like, well, now I just I don't know what to do. I'm not, I don't, I don't even know how to have that conversation. And and my, the other piece along with the, that same thing is it's just asking for help. Like I don't ask for help for very much at all. Like that's and it's it's not <laughs> yeah.
0: it does not help
1: me. Not help. Not asking for help. And right. I think a lot of that stems from uh, just the oh well if I ask for help am I am I an idiot?
0: Yeah. If I ask yeah, for yeah. help am I that you're guy? less
1: than. Correct. It might. Oh, I I must not be able to figure this out on my own. Now I got to ask for help. Huh? I'm I'm an idiot. Mm -hmm. And that's not at all. Like everybody needs help. Right. But I, I struggle with that all the time.
0: Yeah. No, I appreciate you sharing those. Um, because and I, and I know that's, that makes a lot of sense now knowing you for as long as I have, it's half the time. It's like, no, Kane's not procrastinating. He's got 30 things he's supposed to do in this particular hour. And he's trying to say yes to all of us in this time. Um, Yes. I was thinking about this for me. And obviously I I give my therapist, Dr. Lennox, a ton of credit for helping me talk about many of these things. But I think I have a a tenacity of belief that could be my greatest strength and my greatest weakness, where I think similar to you, I should be able to solve that. Mm -hmm. Like whatever that is. So take 14 years at a... At Willamette University, I should be able to solve this riddle of finding a championship for the Bearcats. And it, since I couldn't, I am an utter moron. I am an utter <laughs> yeah. fear, right. Yep. Or I should be able to solve integrating my son who's on the spectrum into the daily social social norms of neurotypical kids. I should be able to solve that because I care, love, and am smart enough
1: yeah. to be able to solve to a be able to figure that out.
0: I could, I could figure that shit out. I'll just yeah. dive into it, and then I am lesser in my mind. Like, no, you're a goddamn idiot. You know what I mean? I yeah. go from this this uh, over over reliance on my in my brilliance to complete doubt that I can spell right. <laughs> and I just think that is, is that is definitely end. something that I struggle with. Right. So now your turn. You got Kane that says yes, people pleaser,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and. Wants to do it himself. How would you coach that guy? How would you coach that safety in the backfield, that in the defensive secondary that's having that same people pleaser? I'll do it myself.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's the piece that obviously I need help with because I still I, I struggle with it every day. Mm-hmm. Right, and so that's that's the part that for me where I feel like as the latter part of my career and I say the latter part of my career, the, the, as I've gotten into this thing more and more year in after year out nowadays, especially now as a husband and a father first, mm-hmm. like that's how I identify myself first, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a husband. Yep. I'm a father. Yes. I also, I coach, but when I'm coaching, I, I want to be, more than just um, a coach, right? So yeah. I, I've gotten more into that point now where I, sh- I can share these things with my players. Uh-huh. And I think for, if I was that guy or if I had that type of player, just sitting that player down and, and just talking through, all right, tell me about why, for example, if it was me and I was fortunate enough to where I didn't have the, grade issues or the academic issues because I got I got everything done Mm -hmm. right but it was to the detriment of my own health or whatever because of maybe I had to end up staying up late till whatever time or ended up doing this whatever and I probably wasn't the best I could have been because I was taking away from whether it was sleep, whether it was this thing over here, relationship over whatever it was. And just trying to share those type of stories with that player of my own um, my own doing, right? Like, hey, here's as as here's an experience that I had with this same type of feeling. Here's the experience that I had oh, yeah. with this um, this tendency to procrastinate because of this or this or this feeling of being overwhelmed because I just can't say no. Mhm. And so you'd
0: share, you'd be, you'd use vulnerability as a connection. Point.
1: Correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Correct. Cause I think that would be the only way to get someone to share what they're feeling in the moment. Yeah. To share that same, those same thoughts of, yeah, you're right. You know, I, I, I probably should just say no, or I probably should ask for some help in this scenario or situation. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't think that's a common thing, to be honest with you, from a standpoint of it's not easy uh for men in particular to be vulnerable right. it's not easy for coaches in our situation sometimes mm-hmm. to feel like we can show yeah hey mm-hmm. none of us are perfect we can't right. be perfect that just isn't possible right and to be able to share that with guys i think helps them realize or, or understand that yeah i don't have to be perfect. I don't have to do everything. Right. I can intentional or essentially say no. I can disappoint. And yeah. I think those those go a long ways, man. And I think that's a tool that I've I've been fortunate to kind of fall into and, and um have utilized a little bit more over the course of my time now because it's yeah. like yeah. Right. That's uh, I I've think found would,
0: that. in the vulnerability that you're sharing by letting your guard down you're without even saying it, allowing them to let theirs down. Correct. And I think in a lot of cases, like for you, even even at Boise State, even though you didn't play at that level, your first introduction there was look at this guy with all his tackles and stats, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the kids, even though we don't feel that because we know we're imperfect beings, the players are like coach has never had a bad day. Coach mm-hmm. has always got his shit dialed. He's not going to yep. relate to me. Coach do not understand what it's like to, to not know and then yep. I think the second we admit, no, bro, how do you, I barely got out to this practice field <laughs> today.
1: Right? Exactly. Man, you I should see me the on the my drive into work that. today. Right? right. Like I, like, and I, and I will share that with my players. There's, there's yeah. been many, many a times that I have shared that. Like, yeah, guys, I, have, I've had a rough go these last couple of weeks. This, my daughter did this. My son did this. My wife's doing this or whatever it may be. That's. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily going your way, I think is it goes a long ways for those guys because everyone's, as we hit on in the previous segment, everyone's going through battles. Everyone's going through something. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes a long ways for your um, ability to open up and share those things to where then in turn to your point, people feel like they can share some things that they may not ever have thought about sharing. With Whether it was a teammate, coach, whoever else um, that's around.
0: Right. No, I appreciate you sharing those. Mine, and I'm stealing this quote. I put it up. If anybody follows. I don't know if I put it on our, I might have put it on across the stream story. Janelle Monae, the the actor, she, is Janelle Monae, it might be they. And I don't want to mess that up. If Janelle Monae is they now, but if she's she, I'm going to go with it. They have a mantra what they recite to themselves. And I don't say this mantra to myself, but I was, I thought it really spoke to me thinking I should be able to solve everything in the moment perfectly the way you're supposed to. And they said that they forgive themselves and they not just forgive, they honor themselves for acting in the full capacity they had at the moment they had to, even if the capacity they had was not enough to win the day. And I re- that one really hit me and like, man, I don't, ever. I, sometimes I fail to realize that the attempt I made was the best anyone could have thought of or did with the tools available at the time. Mm-hmm. And even though it didn't solve it there, using those tools then allowed me to solve something different later that I wouldn't have been able to. And that's that's not like that's like, oh, hey, guess what? Now what Kip doesn't ever worry about coming up short. No, that's not true. But I think there's a little bit more... There's a little bit more of me that I like to hang out with. Does that make sense? Because I, I, yeah. I'm hearing from you, too, that sometimes I don't like hanging out with me. Hanging out with me, there's this version of me that's got a different haircut, different facial hair, and he just dog cusses me <laughs> all, all day. He's not cool. He don't like me. He don't believe in me. But then there's this other guy that's like my number one cheerleader by, besides mom, obviously. But like <laughs> there's this other guy that I'd like to hear from him more. If I could just get this guy to shut the fuck up. And so I think that remembering that sometimes silences that person that says you weren't enough and this other person is like, no, you were everything you could be. And even though it didn't win that game or didn't solve that riddle for your daughter right then and there, you have a tool now that might solve it later and you might have hmm. more capacity later. And it's not a perfect equation, but I, I that one I really latched on to because I think that's uh, that's been hard for me throughout life. Like I should have, you know, the 96, I should have had 100. Right, you know, I had this many points. I should have had that many. Yeah, I got this PA in the master's program, and I should have got that. You know, all that constant (laughs) never moving the goal line. I think you sent me that book, actually. What was it? Uh, Our saboteurs.
1: Yeah, remember? Yep. And my yep.
0: Yeah, and my saboteur was this POS that just constantly moved the goal line. Yeah. Well, if you get to there, then you'll achieve what you want. Nope, we're moving it. Nope, got here faster. Yeah. Well, you should have got here bigger, right? You know? And so I think that's, that's been my challenge. Yeah. And that's how I would coach myself. Like, listen, man, you came up short in that moment, not because you didn't give everything you maximized who you were. It just wasn't your time. Then Correct. it'll be time later when you have greater capacity or the moment fits what you can do. Correct. Sometimes from all the,
1: yeah. Yeah. From everything that you've learned from these past experiences and everything, all these yeah, I'm with you 100%. That's a really good point. It fits along the lines of that, that action versus reaction. And, and as long as you're taking action in the moment, right. and not just the reaction to whatever it is that's going on or happening in the moment, because the reaction right. part of it's natural. But it, yeah. if you don't actually take action in the moment, you don't get a chance to fail potentially or to learn from that failure into then in turn, forward and the next time you have that same type of whatever it is external stimuli you have an opportunity to learn from your previous actions and then get better results the next time so you're yeah. constantly at least improving upon yourself or improving upon the results that you want
0: let's take our second break we'll come right back Across the Streams is brought to you by Teams of Men. Teams of Men exist to empower coaches, to enlighten their players to a reimagined manhood, one full of emotional fluency, range, and authentic relationships. To find out more about how we help coaches of male sports teams in high school or college across the country, visit our website, teamsofmenllc.com. Okay, so I know I sent you for the last section stuff about like if we if you were giving a clinic to parents about recruiting, but let me throw a curveball at you tell you this is for everybody out there listening. I was I was in an interview the other like a couple weeks ago and I figured this would come up in any interview for you in the future. Anybody out there, if you're reflecting, if somebody was in front of you reflecting upon asking you to reflect upon your career to a certain point, no matter what that career is, it doesn't have to be coaching like ours, but they asked me would you go back and change the losses? So for anybody out there that's not a coach, would you go back and change the shortcomings? Would you go back and achieve sooner? Would you go back and attain what you're chasing then rather than still be after it now? And I I thought to myself, man, and I'm interested in your take on this because exactly what you were saying, growing from stuff, right? And this is what made me think of it and and do a curveball for the pod. I told him, I said, listen, For me to say, yes, I want to invert my record, and I want to go from the record I have, which is many more losses than wins, and flip it, but if the cost of that flipping, where I win more than I lose, is I lose all the lessons in humility, all the lessons in relationship building, all the lessons in curiosity that losing forced me to do, a part of me wants to say, hell no, but... If I could find a way to do it, if I could invert the record, I keep the lessons, but my players that work their ass off, that my assistants that work their ass off, if I could give them the feeling of that scoreboard being different, but I keep the lessons in humility, then I would do it. But it was like conditional, right? And that that that's something I've thought about forever because I always hear athletes or celebrities. And this happened with, you know, my idol, Allen Iverson. I heard him, I've heard him so many times say, I wouldn't change a thing. I lived me. I know I made mistakes, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't change. And I was like, ah, AI. But what about all the harm that happened to others? I get him. I understand what he's saying. Same for me. Like, I'll go through those losses again to become who I am today because I learned. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people suffered through those goddamn losses or through his actions? So can I do both, right? So I, yeah. I don't know if I answered the question the way they wanted me to because I, I didn't either or it, but your thoughts on that, right? In taking your losses or you're either personally or professionally, mm-hmm. would you flip them if you had the power?
1: <laughs> That's a great question, man. It really is. It makes you think and ponder. I think your answer was really good from the standpoint of you if you could do – if you could go back and get some different results but still keep the same lessons learned, I think there's some things that I would go I – know, I know one that, that haunts me every March is state basketball tournaments. I was
0: about to say, Great Falls High?
1: Yeah, and never playing in a state basketball tournament my entire career. That kills me every March. That is something that I, I – and I was telling my wife this the other day. And she was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> You're right? talking about high school basketball? <laughs>
0: yes.
1: Are you serious? I mean, look wow. at all these other things that you've done since then, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I never played in a state tournament.
0: Listen, I wanted to be at the Civic Center. I was at the Rose Bowl, I'm aware. But I yes.
1: Wanted- <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was at – I get that. I, but I wanted to be at the Metro Park or the – where it was my junior year. It would have been in Bozeman. There, I mean – there was so many it, – it just because we grew up watching those things oh for so God, long, those, right? No, you We went to the base it, basketball state
0: Because those tournaments were bigger than anything in our house.
1: No question. No question. And to not get that opportunity – and I, man, I, I, that you, – you talk about that guy on your shoulder that is just freaking eating at you. There's a dude that pops up at, Mar, at March about that time every year that just is eating at me. And it yeah, drives me. I literally – Remember that yeah. <laughs> I literally want to go to a gym somewhere or a park somewhere and just shoot and shoot and shoot. And um so yes, if I could go back and, and uh play in a state tournament, that I would I would do that very quickly as long yeah. as to your okay, so take,
0: Keep that high school one, right? Yeah. I was thinking remove the coaching and just go back to the person, right? And I'm thinking yep. of words that came out of my witty. Sarcastic I view you and see your weaknesses mouth that I used on the bus trips
1: mm-hmm. to get yes. a lot of laughs yep
0: and to get a lot of people like, oh, what's Kip talking about Kip and David are in the back and they're making jokes and woo and yep. I think about that guy now that I know things that I didn't know then yep and I would shut the and stop harming some of these people the way I know I was because I was driving laughter. Mm -hmm. that fed the shit out of me yes right me man and i and i was right and i was like oh i I cringe now like you what did you say to jeff you said that and everyone Mm -hmm. laughed and you thought you were the bees knees yep where did that poor kid go that night right i would definitely flip that but i think that goes in line with the harm but oh my gosh that the high school part what if it's high school? Maybe I should get in more than high
1: school with my business. Stop kips,
0: <laughs> stop these kips. But go that ahead, is, keep
1: going. Yeah, but and no, that's I think that one Um, because, like I said, that that's a, a scar that is just like there. Um, And I don't know how much I, in the moment, you learn from that. Right? Like you can look back on it now and go, yeah, I probably could have done this, could have done this, could have done this. But in the moment, I don't know much how much I took from that besides just being bitter. And, and, uh, so yeah, I would look back on, on there was something that could change it. I don't know if it would just, Hey, you win that game or if it was just a, you get an opportunity to play those games again. Right. And you get an opportunity. I like or just that. To, Yes.
0: Yeah. You get instead a of just, it. And see what insta- happens.
1: Exactly. Instead of getting the result right away, like, Hey, here's, we just, you become, you get this. No, no, no. I, let me go back and start my process all over again and just go through my process a little bit differently, knowing what I do know now and see what results I get at the end of that process. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that would, that would be my wish, not necessarily, yeah. Hey, we, we win that game in awesome. We, I get to feel that joy at the end of it. It would be more of now that I know what I know, let me go back and just restart and, Try and go through that process again, and and see if I can by changing some things here and there, what the results may have in the end changed. Yeah, Uh, I like
0: that with a different toolkit. What could have happened?
1: Correct with a different set
0: of skills, or or maybe even just one more try at it. I think to myself a little bit early head coaching career. I think when I I really cringe at not knowing then, and it's I can't judge myself because I didn't know. Mm-hmm. how important leading with a question is when a kid pisses you off mm-hmm. and how many blow-ups or instances either on the practice floor in the team room in my office with a kid I could have handled differently and maybe that would have changed his performance level if I'd have just asked a question before launching into what we both possess the cast I own voice and the mm-hmm. whiting out of our pupils correct uh, even though that even if the outcome would have still been, I was right that he was coming up short in expectation of what, how we behaved. Maybe I could have used questions to get to it, get to the root of it sooner. Because I I remember some of those like, golly, my 10th year as a coach, I would have done that. So different. Mm -hmm. And maybe that kid, that next game plays better. Right. I I don't know. That one, I I think the read, it really struck me with your redo. Just give me a redo. You don't have to guarantee me outcome.
1: Just let me Correct. try it again. Let me just try again, see what happens. Uh, it takes some of the knowledge that I've gained over the course of my time and, and utilize that in, in a way that, in which I think the results would be different. But let's just test it out. Give me an opportunity to test that out and see what happens. All right. And most of it, in all honesty, has nothing to do with how the game was played or if I would have done this. It's all the process leading up to the game. It's the process everything that we know as coaches that we've, or really not as coaches, but as men in these roles and men, as fathers and husbands, and all these things that we've taken from life and what you could do to, to apply those things to, to that scenario situation. And then I think the results would be what, what I would hope they would be.
0: Let me ask you this. Let me get real deep on you. Is that why, in your current role with a team and a coaching and my, I'm coaching coaches now. Maybe that's what we're doing as coaches is mm-hmm. we're saying, this was my life experience. This was my lived experience that I know I can't wish I could redo. Mm-hmm. You get to redo it for me. I don't want to, I'm not saying you're living me, but mm-hmm. I'm giving you these lessons that I can no longer use in the setting. You can you can use it on the field and I'm too damn old to reuse them on the field or you're Mm -hmm. about to be a husband or you're about to have your first baby. Let me read, let me, that maybe that's the, that's the process of this storytelling. Maybe that's the process. That's the actual, uh, we are getting redos. Yeah. Our players, right. If we manage that right, we're not living, but we're getting these redos.
1: Yeah. No, I think there's definitely a part of that for, for all of us to choose to do this from a professional standpoint that we are in turn, in a position to where we're, we're going through life, we're learning and, and taking the lessons that we've learned and trying to apply them or not necessarily, well, yes, we are still applying those lessons ourselves, but we are trying to share those lessons for others to where they don't have some of the tough lessons that we had to learn via some of the results that we got um, over the course of our, our life. So I think there is a little, there's always a piece of that. I think that and I think coaches would be lying to you if they didn't say that there's always that little bit of that edge to them, that little bit of, ah man, if, yeah, I, I, I was in those shoes and, and now I'm watching you do it. And I'm trying to help you achieve something that maybe I didn't as an individual.
0: Yeah. Hey, and that's not, that's before we even get into parenting.
1: Yo, no, exactly. I
0: stepped in this puddle, Lincoln. So you don't have to walk around, walk over me if need be. Don't step in the damn puddle.
1: Correct. For for the love of God, you saw what the puddle (laughs) did to my shoes, to my jeans, to everything about me. And now you're gonna dare test those same waters? What are we doing? Trust me, the mud sucks. Don't yeah, it's not you don't want to go in there, bud. What are (laughs) we doing? Stop like I literally told my son in this right along those lines in this analogy where my son was walking along and there was one of our dogs piles of shit. And I was sitting there watching him going, Kaisen, do not step in that. And as soon as I said it, his little foot just right on top of it. And I'm like, that's literally, I just said, don't. (laughs) And as a parent, you just are, you're constantly in that battle. Like I'm trying, ah, you just, yep. Right. So, Oh, and then you it, just man. wait,
0: and then are you going to be there? That's the that's the effed up thing, right? You don't know if you're going to be there when he does step around the dog poop, so you won't even get to enjoy your teaching. <laughs> you
1: Correct. Right? Correct. And that's – yeah, you won't. Know, uh, it's, it's amazing, be, man. Uh,
0: across the streams.